Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the Washed Up Hasbins podcast. This is Alec the Avocado Martinez, joined here by my trusty co-host, Tyler Gibson. Tyler, what's kicking this Wednesday? Man, the Stars are playing right now, hoping they can uh, pull out this Game 6 win over the Avalanche and uh, make an appearance in the Western Conference Finals. That'd be awesome. Yeah, uh, you know, that would that would be great for Dallas. The Mavs are obviously out. Rangers were never in. And... Uh, you know the Cowboys. You know we'll we'll. It'd be nice to get a prequel to the to the Cowboys Super Bowl run. Yes. Um, other than that, uh, I know for me, man, I, I'm, drafts are starting to pile up. We had a couple this weekend. I've got this week coming up weekend. I've got I think five. Oh man, I've got six. Three. Maybe. I've got a yeah. I've got a set of them that overlap, and I'm yeah. just begging the commissioner like, all right. I've got one that starts at seven. I just need yours to start at like eight thirty, so I'm not double drafting for too long. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have uh, on Sunday. I've got I think three. I'll probably end up having. We're having a long dynasty one starting Friday that'll probably overlap into Sunday. But those long dynasty drafts, you, you have time. You're not you're not on a quick clock. Uh, one of them's our league, and we're not we're not really on a quick clock. We're we're not on a. No, know. I mean I, I'll. I, I, I take, you know, uh, being the commissioner, I'll pause it if somebody tells me they're right. trying to work out a deal or whatever. I mean, I, I don't really – I despise auto-drafting, so I will honestly just make everybody wait and yeah. not punish everybody. Right. right. And, and you know, we have a lot of movement in our league too. There's a lot of trade movement. So, I mean, if you look at our draft board right now, it's just I – know, I know there's a there's some people – I mean, you want to move back. Um, I know Matt's talked about wanting to move back. You know, I think if uh, some certain players fall in certain places, you know, you could see some of those guys that are ha- – more all in this year looking to uh, maybe get in be enticed on i mean i'm day. definitely in this year um i'm really pleased with my keeper situation and stuff in that league and this is our league of record the the one that we uh we we started this podcast because of um you know and I, but i would that that spot that i'm at in the first round i wouldn't mind moving back depending on who falls to me there's about one or two guys that if they they get there and they could. Well, now that Mixon signed a deal, yeah, I mean, you got to feel a lot lot better, and he's certainly I feel like got to be there. I mean, and if Camaras gets that signed, I mean, either way, if Camara would have fallen to you, I think you might have. Oh, you you would have just would've, had to have taken yeah, the ambiguity if it right, was still there because right. you know, you're playing to win. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I think I if if and he's at nine out of ten. And and right now, which that actually kind of leads us into our news and notes. We'll start with Alvin Kamara. He missed some time from practice. Uh, turns out to be contract related. Would have been nice for them to have said that before I drafted him uh, first overall in a keeper league. Um, but I, I digress. Uh, it came out it was contract related. The Saints have apparently been open to shopping him but then sean payton came out and said that they plan on him being there calvin kamara and his agents said they don't want to trade there was however uh some in some actual injury news uh he said he got a shot in his back for for uh s uh what was it um sf inflammation really shouldn't spinal fluid inflammation really really shouldn't be anything to worry about but you know just right then and there and and the well the thing is though that's the thing there's a difference in spinal fluid inflammation and an epidural shot that he could have gotten Mm -hmm. and the 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 original tweet i read i think was from ian rapaport and it said that uh he received a shot in his back for s you know for spinal fluid inflammation uh, but then there's a there's a if you're not following him follow the fantasy PT it's Matthew Betts uh, all, him and Stefania Bell just the two best when it comes to injury news in the NFL and, and 
actually letting us know what the injuries actually mean. Should they've, we be worried? Yeah, they've seen it all, and they can give a, a realistic timeline better than what you're going to hear from the team doctors. Right. You know, and and doctors. what he was saying was that there's a there's a big difference there because if he received an epidural shot, that's not just a small thing. If it's just spinal fluid inflammation, then yes, that's not a big deal. He'll be fine. He'll play week one. But, you know, they didn't really specify what kind of shot he got, and that could be a, a big tell as to how long he could potentially be out and if it's going to you know, linger on throughout the year. Either way, um, I suspect he'll be out there week one. I think he will be. Um, yeah, even whenever it came out that, you know, his unexcused absences um, – were potentially related to the contract situation. Um, I made a run at Camara in a couple leagues. Um, you know, nothing too crazy, but, you know, just kind of shooting a shot and seeing what, what could happen. I mean, in one league, I offered Jonathan Taylor for Camara, you know, which, I mean, there's risk for both those guys at that point. But, you know, that's just one of those things where, you know, you're playing to win, and and uh, I, I thought I'd, I'd try. But, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be too worried about it. I mean, obviously – don't get cute and take him over, you know, Zeke or Saquon or McCaffrey or something. Um, but, you know, if he's there and it's the right call, then then don't hesitate to take him. Uh, I, th- I think he'll be out there. I mean, it, Drew Brees is in the twilight of his career. I mean, that just wouldn't be smart for, for the Saints to not have Kamara. Yeah, and honestly, in this day and age, the holdout is very difficult to do. Um the way that they do it now and the way that we saw Mixon do it. And, and, you know, Mixon's kind of old news at this point from the last time we recorded, but he sat out for contract-related stuff. He got his contract. Well, he got the on. bag. He was having migraines. Yeah, sure, right. Um, yeah, and, and that's, that's what you got to do now because, I mean, you're not – I wish I could yeah. call into work and tell my boss I had a migraine and he said I could stay home. I don't know about your boss. My boss would not – that would not be okay. <laughs> he would he would just be like, um, take some Tylenol and, and get here. So. Well, I mean – Life would go on. Um, right. I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't get paid. Probably. Yeah. Um, that's. Yeah. He might tell me I could stay home, but yeah. I'm, just, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I, don't, I, I mean, and I don't get paid forty thousand dollars a day, so I, I'm not gonna. You know, I, I wouldn't be able to just throw that away. Um, but, uh, you know, the the way that they're doing the holdout now is they show up and then they have migraines and they can't practice, yeah. so they can't be fined because they're there. They're just not gonna practice, and really, all that does because you're. You're going to have to play. Really, all that does is mess with game planning, messes with you know getting into rhythm. And I think that they, the players, know that, and the players, uh, you know, use that to their advantage. That's really the only advantage they have nowadays. So um, I fully su- suspect uh, or expect Alvin Kamara to be out there week one. He better be because well, I and, just and spent the saw, draft capital on him. So, well, and unfortunately for the Saints, they're they're in a really bad situation. They, um, they're getting called out a lot on social media for the Taysom Hill contract. Um, you know, because if this is about money or anything, they they can't use any excuse for the cap or oh we don't have the money because they paid a gadget, really what is a third string quarterback and a special teams player, and they paid him. You know. What two years, twenty one million dollars or something he, like that? He, he had his he had as many touchdowns as Julio Jones last year, so more touchdowns than Julio Jones last year. That's fine, but I mean, it is what it is. Who who's more important to the team, Kamara or Taysom Hill? And that would be the <laughs> issue. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, other running back news: We're gonna. This is a two part news here. Uh, since we were last on, Leonard Fournette was cut by the Jaguars. We'll start there. 
What? We'll start where he was cut, and we'll talk about the Jaguar situation, the running back situation there, Ryquel Armstead, uh, Devine Ozigbo, and Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson. There's, there's, there's a little rumbling of James Robinson, a rookie undrafted guy, but those, are, those three are the main three everyone's talking about. R- go ahead and rank them for me. Um, well, I guess if we're talking about... Man, half, half PPR, PPR, half PPR. Man, I, I'd probably, I'd probably rather throw my dart at Chris Thompson out of any of them. Uh, in a standard half. league, I'll throw my dart at oh, Rockwell de- oh, Armstead. Standard, e- yeah, easily, I yeah, would throw it at Rockwell Armstead. No, but Chris Thompson in half PPR or more. Um, I mean, just sheer game script alone. Um, not to mention just his veteran presence. I think he's going to end up being, you know, kind of a a, a trusted. Safety valve, you could say. Um, I mean, I, he's going to be on the field a lot. Um, passing situations. I mean, he he's just – I think he's going to find his way onto the field a lot more than you would realize, and he has a lot more upside. Uh, unless I mean, unless <clears throat> Armstead finds himself, you know, getting 200 carries this year. Or something yeah, and the, the, I think that – there's there's one argument I'll make for Chris Thompson, one argument I'll make against Chris Thompson. I think Gardner Minshew gets more touchdowns. Well, the, the argument I make for Chris Thompson is he's with Jay Gruden. The last time he was with Jay Gruden and healthy, he was a top you know 20 uh, running back, PPR running back, yeah. top 15. Um, the thing I'll say against Chris Thompson is when he was in Washington, his quarterback was Kirk Cousins. Kirk yeah. Cousins doesn't move very much. Yeah. Gardner Minshew, as we've talked about often, the reason that we like him so much is because he does have a very good rushing upside. Um, well, and Leonard Fournette was the only uh, the only running back in the league to hold 100% of his team's carries goal line inside, carries. Yeah, carries inside the five. Yeah. yeah. And and so, I, yeah, I think also for Gardner Minshew that, that gives him another boost. Uh, and it's interesting, I, I'm really – I can think of one argument against Gardner Minshew, but other than that, I honestly do not understand why he is going so low. Oh, I know. I mean, he's in. But- a, he's going to have a high volume opportunity. He is. He was. He was good. Like he wasn't I just mean, like a run of the mill quarterback. Like he was good. Like he was. He was accurate. He was uh, accurate in, in uh, deep passing situations. He he had. Some of the best rushing, yeah, underrated uh, uh, on the ground, uh, yeah, because he had a smaller sample. So you don't really, he didn't have the accumulative statistics, but in the smaller sample size that he had, right? I mean, his his numbers measure with Kyler Murray on the ground. Uh, the only thing he was missing really was the touchdowns, passing touchdowns. I think sure, I can I can make the and that's the one argument against him is yeah. that he's going to be in an offense that doesn't score as much because they're not supposed to be as good, and I think their run game. Will not be as good, but that just means they're going to throw more. So, I mean, personally, I just yeah, – Gardner Minshew, to me, is a, a top 12 candidate. Uh, I saw a stat out there that was talking about, you know, how the, the, the last place team in the, uh, in, the, in the NFL, the team with the first pick in the draft the year before, they, their quarterback ranked in fantasy is, you know, I think averages at like 27th or, so, or something around right. there. Yeah, no, I did see that. And, and so, There's a couple outliers. Right, but, but the, I mean, think of the biggest outlier was 18th. Um, and so you got to suspect that, okay, well, if the Jaguars are going to finish last, then, you know, they're going to then, – then history will tell us that Gardner Minshew can't finish in the top 20. I just don't that's, – that's, I just – I feel like Gardner Minshew – It just Minshew's, doesn't feel it that does, way. It doesn't feel that way. I really think Gardner Minshew is the outlier. I think he's that good. 
uh, that he's he's going to make this. They're going to compete in some games they should, probably shouldn't compete in. And and the the thing about it is is we're not we're not telling you that you even have to risk anything to for the shot. Right, we're just right. telling you, hey, out of these like last pick of the draft, almost guys, I mean, Jimmy G <laughs> or, or Gardner Minshew, uh, Gardner Minshew, easy. Philip Rivers, Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew, Drew Locke, Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew, but I'm intrigued by Drew Locke. But Gardner Minshew, I feel like, is the much safer play. Jared Goff or Drew Gardner Minshew? Hmm. I. I think I would prefer Gardner Minshew still. Um, for his rushing upside, um, you know, kind of. I feel like there's just a little bit of uncer- uncertainty well, around the Rams right now. Just. Be- the change middle of the year last year, you know. Now they changed up at running back. I mean, they, Jared Goff I was really good at the end of the year. I, I know, I know. It's 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 there's there's it's just a little uncertain, and I feel like I would just rather the upside of the the rushing and the Baker Mayfield or Gardner Minshew. Well, I mean, I I just I'm not a big Baker guy. I think I would rather go Gardner. Um, Joe Burrow. If I had to start one, I'd rather have Gardner Minshew. I wouldn't mind take if I already had a quarterback. I would probably rather just sit on Joe. And, Burrow. and he's saying that not because not because he wants to wait and see what happens with Burrow. It's because Burrow plays the Los Angeles Chargers in Week One. Gardner Minshew plays the Colts. Sure, the Colts defense is good, but their secondary is not nearly as good as the Chargers secondary. Chargers secondary might be the best secondary in the NFL this year. Well, Derwin James is well. Oh, they did lose Derwin James, <laughs> but they still. I mean, they still have Chris Harris and uh, Casey, Casey Hayward. Hayward. You know, that's a those guys are, are good. And, and anyway, uh, I, I'm just I'm t- I'm I'm really intrigued to see how high you would go with Gardner Minshew. I know. <laughs> I, know. Um, I mean, name a guy. Where do you stop? Where's the line stop for you that you say, all right, I wouldn't go after that? Well, I mean, we're talking – I mean, you, you've got to talk relative to ADP, ADP and all this. So, I mean, you know, uh, like I said, if I if I were to wait on quarterback, I mean, you know, I'm not talking – I'm taking Gardner Minshew over Josh Allen even because, I mean, I, can, I would have to pay up for Josh Allen. They're not going to be there at the same time. But really, almost any of those late-round quarterbacks, you know – 13th, 14th, 15th round quarterbacks. I mean, Gardner Minshew is one of my favorite guys to get, for sure. Um, Just other, not in Dynasty, because now that they probably will be drafting his replacement. No. The the <laughs> other half of the Leonard Fournette news. Sorry, guys. We got the pooch over here just trying to get in the show. Every time we're in here talking, she wants to be involved. Um the other part of the Leonard Fournette news is just, just a second ago, but about an hour before we started this podcast – uh, Leonard Fournette is signed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If we had drops right now, this is where I would pay my play my sad music wah, wah, drop. Wah. Yeah, for uh, <laughs> Ronald Jones. Uh, this this hurts. I, I have Ronald Jones, and in in fact, in our in our dynasty league, I've had so many people offer me for Ronald Jones, and he's my he's my fourth running back. I think. Yeah, but um, you you had three running backs that could have been. In jeopardy of having Leonard Fournette go there. I know you didn't think that the Eagles ever actually were right, after right. him, but I, I mean, they were a team that had talked about free agent running mm-hmm. backs before. But I mean, we're, he was looking at David Montgomery, at Miles Sanders, and at Ronald Jones, and I, I think this is the the least damaging uh, of the three. Yeah, I, mean, I, I I really did not want him to go to 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 the Bears. That was my biggest thing was don't go to the Bears. I didn't think there was any chance he was going to Philadelphia. I was hoping he'd go. To the Patriots would have been great to, to make something out of that backfield because right. Really right now it's just bleh. 
But I also I wouldn't have minded him going to the Bills. That obviously would have taken down my Zach Moss love. But it's a one year contract. I only have Zach Moss in uh, in in dynasty leagues. So. I mean, I was selfishly I'm not invested in a lot of w- what his potential landing spots were. So I was really rooting for him to go to whatever places would damage my competitors the most in, in most of my leagues. So that's why I really wanted him to go to the Eagles. Cause you, oh, oh, I've got so many shares of Miles Sanders. That would have hurt big time. Oh, that would have been great. Um, but he, he does go to the Buccaneers. How far down does Ronald Jones go? Shoot. Um, ah, man, that's the question. Um, I mean, he was a guy that I was definitely going to be looking to take a shot on, you know, in the uh, fifth, sixth, you know, round right around there. I don't know that I would do that now. Um, knowing what we know, I mean, obviously, by the time you're drafting, uh, there could be more news out about, you know, whatever. But I just got to sit there and look at the contracts and say, Leonard Fournette got, yeah, it's a one year. But, I mean, he's guaranteed $2 million and he could make up to $3.5 million. I mean, that's not just nothing. Um, and I think that if he's there, it's well, probably he got two million. He got two million with up to three and a half. Well, that, that's, in a, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Um, I think if he's there, I mean, Tom Brady had to have a say in it. They didn't just do it and not ask Tom Brady. Um, and if Tom Brady had thought, heck no, man, Ronald Jones is my dude. Why would we sign a guy? I mean, they've already br- they already brought in McCoy. Apparently that wasn't good enough. I mean, so they're bringing in Fournette. I mean, it's just not I, giving me. I think McCoy's me... no longer there. No, he's out. Yeah, but it's not giving me the warm and fuzzies uh, about you know. I, I would rather, and we'll see where Leonard Fournette's ADP ends up. I feel like the hype train might just get it out of control. Uh, I, I would. Uh, I would not I would, draft him. I would not draft him any higher than he was going I, with. Well, I was going to say I would take him in the fourth, probably, and he's probably you know right right around there. I would guess they they don't have him ranked. They yeah, they haven't updated it yet. Right. Um, I I I mean Leonard Fournette to me. I don't. I don't think he's as valuable with the Buccaneers as he is. With, oh with no, because he won't get the workload. No, no, and he wasn't very efficient. Like people talk about Ronald Jones' efficiency early in his career. Leonard Fournette was not that efficient last year. He, he was, just got a massive amount of touches, and and it just it, to me. I mean, yes, Ronald Jones drops. Ronald Jones falls down somewhere around. I think he falls into that Latavius Murray and Alexander Madison. I was going to say Chase Edmonds the, category. I was going to say the eight to ten or eleventh round yeah. range, depending on he how falls in that are. backup running back range where I would I wouldn't mind having him, but I don't expect him to be a week to week performer. Yeah. I might be able to fill him, put him in a few bye weeks. I mean, he but was a really. Guy, I'm hoping for a Fournette injury. He was a guy that you know, if I found myself going kind of zero RB ish early, you know, maybe I decided to grab. Uh, one of the elite tight ends, load up on some elite receivers. Maybe I grabbed one of the quarterbacks, right. and I'm looking for uh, starting running back late. That I mean, was he, he was a guy yeah. that was going to be there, and now that's that's gone. So that guy to me now is someone like maybe maybe Zach Moss, Carry on Johnson, uh, Carry on Johnson's that, and that's some other news that we'll we'll go ahead and move into because I think we talked enough about Fournette and Ronald Jones, what's happening over there. Um, but we. Uh, Carry on Johnson. DeAndre Swift is – I think he – has he started practicing yet? I don't think he has. Man, both those guys 
God bless them. Uh, I wouldn't have been surprised if Fournette ended up there because yeah. you know, those guys just can't stay healthy. So I mean, but carry on some. I mean, he's the starter. He's going to start the year. Oh, he so was going. Yeah, he was going. If you're doing a zero RB strategy, or or you know, the draft falls to you in a way where you get a really risky. You take a a, a Todd Gurley as your RB two. Get carry on Johnson because you know at least in the first few weeks that if something happens to Gurley or you start to look a little wayward on Gurley, at least you have a guy that can fill the gaps while you figure out what to do. Yeah. Um. You know, and and and. Uh, you know, you can win a few games early, and then you might have to figure out what to do after that. But at least you get a few wins early because you got a guy who's going to start and he's going to get touches. Maybe you just sell him to the Swift owner, right? Right about it or something. So, um, other news: Tyrell Williams, who we had previously talked about, he was uh, going to try to play through a torn labrum, and I guess somebody <laughs> finally told him that that was not a good idea. It wasn't going to work out, and so he's on the IR. He's done for the year. Where Where does Henry Ruggs go for you? Um, I mean, I, I don't know that. I really was considering Tyrell Williams to be that much of a factor on the whole thing. Anyway, I know that he was I just, really. I mean, good. you you undervalued Tyrell Williams. I even, know. Even all last, last year, I even. I mean, I, last year at one point, Tyrell Williams was a actually a wide receiver two to to low end wide receiver one for a good portion of the early part of the season. I know. I remember and, you tried to I, sell him to everybody. I, sold him, I tried to sell him to everybody, and then he got hurt. <laughs> and it's like everybody just hears the name Tyrell Williams and they don't get excited, which I understand. But there's when you're good when you when you have value, have value. He had value. And I want you to show some respect to the man. And his injury is, is important to Henry Ruggs. It bumps Henry Ruggs up in my book. I mean, yeah, but it's not – I don't know that it's, like, a notable amount. I mean, like, I still would have much preferred to have Henry Ruggs. And now I guess we'll see how much I he I want to say that I would have preferred to have Tyrell Williams. I think that it makes the opportunity for Henry Ruggs better. The, the more names that are yeah. out of that hat – is better for Henry Ruggs. Same for Brian Edwards. Definitely, yes. I, I think Brian Edwards, to me, is dead. Like, it was before in a redraft league, I was debating whether I wanted to take a shot at Brian Edwards. To me, now, he's a late-round guy I'm willing to – last pick in the draft, I'll take a shot on Brian Edwards. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say with all this, I don't have any shares of Henry Ruggs. I have any, one. Anyway. I have one um, share. So, I mean, it's not, it's not a uh, wide receiver core that I had uh, coveted or really – sought after so just in general you know uh other news um we talked about joe mixon um david montgomery he's he's gonna miss uh he's probably gonna miss a couple games this season early in the season hopefully he misses enough to to get healthy to get healthy and they don't try to get him back because with the groin i mean that's something that you can just tweak and tweak and and i mean if he never gets fully healthy you know uh any other news you can think of um, no, just seeing Clyde Edwards-Alaire name there. I'm glad that uh, Fournette didn't go there. I know there was yeah. a brief little blip about uh, them potentially being interested. Well, we're going to go ahead and move into our uh, our mailbag question. Tyler, you brought a little mailbag question for us. This one, uh, this is interesting. It comes from uh, Kevin, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Kevin in... Um, He's up in Flower Mound. Flower Mound, Texas, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, Tyler, what's the question? So he has a question about who he should keep in this league. It's a two-keeper league. It's 12-team, two-quarterback, and it's full PPR. So he's got quite a few um, – you know, This really, is ridiculous. Really good players that go ahead and really, leave off. Go ahead and leave off a couple of these. You can go ahead and leave off him. And really him. random rounds, too, that they're at. Um, but anyways, he's got – and, and I'll say he doesn't know his draft position yet, so this is this is part of the assessment. 
Michael Thomas or Baker Mayfield in round one. Now, it is a two-quarterback league, so maybe just some Baker hype, you know, last year or whenever, you know, kind of kind of got him up there. Matt Ryan in uh, round two. Lamar Jackson in round three. James Conner in round eight. DeAndre Hopkins in round nine. Austin Eckler in round ten. Nick Chubb in round 11. DK Metcalf in round 14. A.J. Brown in round 14. And, I mean, Anthony Miller in round 14. Um... So, full PPR, 12-team, two-quarterback. The easy one there is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Two-quarterback league. Two-quarterback league, he's going in the first round if yeah. he's available. He might even be the first pick. So, that's there, to me, it's, that's a no-brainer. You keep Lamar Jackson at three. And then I'll, I'll narrow it down for me. Oh, man. How, this team's pretty solid. I mean, Eckler in the 10th is great value, but then you look all the way to the 14th at a guy like A.J. Brown. That's who I was going to – I was going to talk – But but PPR, full PPR, Eckler should be racking up the catches. Michael Thomas, I understand that he doesn't know his – I understand that he doesn't know his um, draft position yet. I'd take the risk on possibly – you know, possibly getting in a spot where I get Michael Thomas, get better than Michael Thomas. Yeah, if you get in the you know top three or top five of that draft, yeah. you know you you should be. Um, good so I, I would pass on Michael Thomas as as great as a player he is, especially for PPR. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, Austin Eckler, AJ Brown. That's what it comes down to for me. Eckler in the tenth, Hopkins in the ninth, Brown in the fourteenth. Man, I, I think you just have to go. Eckler, just because there's so many receivers, I, I think that you. And hey, he's putting three of them back into the draft right there. Right. <laughs> you know, like he could get DeAndre Hopkins in the second round to go along with Austin Eckler, who. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Eckler's where I lean to. I mean, you got the first and second round to go ahead and probably snag a, snag a running back. Maybe your second quarterback, and then just hit receiver hard the, the rest of right. the, the rest of the time. yeah. I'm, I'm in on Eckler. Uh, so so Eckler and uh, and Lamar Jackson is who we're going with so. here. Eckler at ten and Lamar Jackson at three uh, for Kevin. If he went with with Hopkins at nine or Brown at fourteen, I wouldn't even bat an eye. I, I think that Hopkins is probably the better value because I don't see Brown having ninety catches. I think you know we talked about his. Uh, you know the numbers that I projected him at early in the, in a, the off in a, season. In a standard, uh, guaranteed, you're going, you're going probably like, you know, Nick Chubb and AJ Brown or something. But you know, it's yeah, two I quarterback, think, it's PPR. I think whenever I did his projections early in the year that we talked about, uh, I projected him around seventy catches. Um, and you know that's that's where I think that's kind of where I think he tops out at. I don't think it would be really really hard. He would have to have a thirty percent target share to get over seventy catches. And um, not with Johnny Smith breaking out. Yeah, yeah, big news. Johnny Smith's breaking out. I love Johnny Smith. So they, I'm no, did you see him. that beat writer? Yeah, he said that if anybody's going to break anybody's out, gonna it's, break it's out. Johnny Smith. But I don't know who else to go. So, so uh, that's our mailbag question uh, for the day. Uh, real quick, Tyler and I are going to give you three uh, late round shots that we're taking. Anything after round 12 um, in, in ADP, what we're looking at. Uh, I will. Uh, concede to Tyler for the first one uh I'm definitely you know Anthony Miller's a guy that's gotten a lot of a lot of buzz and a lot of momentum uh in training camp he's a guy that I've ended up coming away with in the last couple drafts um kind of late and uh you know he's a guy that it seems like you're gonna be able to plug him in 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 the flex you know almost right away if you need to um so that that's a guy that I'm really liking and ADP's still in the 13th yeah uh my three guys uh first and foremost uh 
this is kind of I'm gonna I'm gonna take one slot to throw in three people, and it's any of the three from the Indianapolis Colts: Michael Pittman Jr., Paris Campbell, Naeem Hines. Because at this point, you're you're buying a lottery ticket. I've talked about Pittman. The reason I think he's a sleeper is because he um, he has such a, a great opportunity to be the Mike Williams of the Colts, and we know how well that Mike Williams has done with Phillip Rivers in the past. He's their true deep ball threat. He's a big guy. He's going to be a red zone threat. Paris Campbell, slot receiver. We know how Phillip Rivers loves his slot receivers. Um, and, and really all this comes back to, to Phillip Rivers and who's going to gel yeah. the most with Phillip Rivers and um, – and so I, you know, Paris Campbell in the slot. He's an extremely talented wide receiver. Uh, and then the third one's Naeem Hines. Um, all these guys are going, uh, you know, they're going pretty late uh, in the <clears throat> in the draft. But I, uh, you know, all of them are. I think it's 14th and, and then 16th and 16th for the two wide receivers. Naeem Hines is is a, I guess, a poor man's Austin Eckler. Yeah, um, so that that's what I was just. But even receiving to prowess, I wouldn't even say he's a poor man's Austin Eckler. The dude is is very very fast. Um, he is uh, his spark numbers for agility and speed are through the roof. Um, and he, uh, as a receiver, uh, he was a receiver at NC State. That's what he started as, and he moved to running back. So the dude's got great hands. He's a good route runner. Um, that talks have been he's been pretty good in in pass coverage. More hype for Naeem Hines is Jonathan Taylor apparently has struggled to catch the ball in camp. Uh, that's great Surprise. for Naeem Hines. Um, which, yeah, which goes along with what I've been saying about Jonathan Taylor all year. So I I, uh, I, I would I will repeat that, that do not draft Jonathan Taylor at his ADP because he will not live up to it. He will not be a top 24 running back. Go back and listen to two episodes, your last episode, uh, two episodes ago. Go go t- check it out and check out my take on. the devil. Yeah. yeah. Go check out my take on, on Jonathan Taylor. Uh, so that's my my. I, I'm using that as one. It's just any of those three Colts players. They all three to me are, are late round sleepers. I'm I'm really going with whoever's available. The other day you took Michael Pittman Jr. before me, I, and that, someone else that, took Naeem Hines before that me. Was a, that was a spite pick yeah. for Antonio Gibson and, and, earlier in the yeah, draft. Yeah, I did. I I snatched Antonio Gibson. I'm probably around early than you I knew. Did. You knew that I was probably about to take. I wasn't him. gonna get him because I, I was <laughs> I was gonna have two picks before right. You came and back. so I, I went with with Gibson and. You, I mean, I understand the, the thought. I do love Michael Pittman Jr. Probably the most of the three. I'm really starting to lean on Naeem Hines. Uh, that's um, who I would go out of these, out of yeah. these three. Uh, a written, a beginning of the offseason, you know, after the draft and everything, it was Michael Pittman for me. I, I really thought that Michael Pittman was, was going to do um, – was going to be one of the best uh, – one of the best um, wide receivers in the draft uh, or, or rookie wide receivers to, to play this year. Um, but I, as as time's gone on, I'm really starting to lean Naeem Hines. Uh, so Tyler, who's your second one? Late round, late round stash. Um, well, I mean, uh, you know, there's there's guys that I've talked about before, you know, like uh, like Blake Jarwin. But we'll we'll try to we'll try to think of uh, something different here. Um, <clears throat> honestly, and it's not it's not a guy that. That I think a lot of people are loving right now, but oh, has had man. some rave reviews a little bit in camp. It's your your ex boy, Jarek McKinnon. I'll throw a you, dart I at him. I cannot believe that you're buying this, man. Like, why are you buying the Jarek McKinnon talk? Man, he he hadn't even got to play for him. He hadn't even got to play for him. He yet. hasn't played football in two years. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he's looking good. He runs. It, he's the third Jimmy running Gar- back. Jimmy Garoppolo says he's, he he runs routes. He's different, man. 
it's just, a it's a dart throw. I'm it's a dart throw. I'm disappointed in you. That's that's <laughs> disappointing. Um, my late round. I talked about him a second ago. Uh, late round guide Brian Edwards. I'm, I'm buying into the hype. Oh yeah. The, the hype for Brian Edwards is just. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame wide receiver in hype. Like <laughs> he's the wide receiver one for yeah, the Raiders. Yeah. Well, is he? I don't. I don't know. But he. No, if, that's. I'm saying that's. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's I mean, a, if you listen to all the hype, Brian saying. Edwards is is going to be the wide receiver one in fantasy <laughs> football this year. Well. They are loving this guy up in Las Vegas. Uh, so I, I, he was a an underrated guy coming out of college. He would have. If it wasn't for injuries, he probably would have been a first-round receiver. He was incredible uh, at Minnesota. Um, so I, I really, at this point, I've, I've finally bought in. And late, especially with Tyrell Williams gone, late in drafts, I'm, I'm taking the shot on, on Brian Edwards. Well, good. Um, <clears throat> a guy that, and I don't know if this is just us having been, you know, so invested in Dynasty for – you know, a good portion of this offseason, uh, more than we ever had. Um, but a guy who's ADP, I don't think, and it might could just be because he's had some injury, um, you know, crop up here. But, I mean, Brandon Ayuk is still – he's hardly being being drafted. No, but, he, like. I mean, he had the injury. Um, I know, but, I mean, they've had nothing but injuries, and I, I just think he's a guy that, you know – and I know Debo, Debo sounds like he's going to be ready – um, but I mean, he's he's just one of those guys that, you know, if I'm coming around to the end, and I don't usually draft a defense or kicker in my leagues. So I so, granted, I usually end up with a couple of extra guys that I'll have to drop anyway. Um, but you know, I like I like to draft as many you know throw as many darts as I can, and then I'll I'll do a kicker and a defense right before right before my week one matchup whenever I have to. But. Um, I wanna, oh man, I'm really wondering who you're gonna pick for your last one because I, I might do a bonus one here. Um, my my next one's gonna be kind of like my Colts pick. It's gonna be a combo. I'll just rank them for you. It's Justin Jackson and Josh Kelly. Uh, at the beginning of the off season, I was all about Josh Kelly, but uh, Justin Jackson's had an incredible camp. Uh, the only thing that really keeps Joshua Kelly on the radar for me is that Justin Jackson has been dealing with an injury. Um, is he gonna miss time? We don't know yet. If he does miss time, then Josh Kelly has a chance to run away with that new Melvin Gordon role. If not, I think I don't think they're going to give all three of them significant touches. We know Austin Eckler is going to get 15 to 20 a game, 15 to 18 probably, uh, but a good portion of those are going to be receptions. He'll probably have six to seven, um, anywhere between five and seven receptions a game. That'll probably end up being his, his yearly average. Justin Jackson, uh, if he's the guy, if he's healthy, he's my guy. I'm going to take him late and – um, and just hope that he takes on that role. He did pretty well last year. Uh, I still do believe that they wouldn't have drafted Josh Kelly if they had all that confidence in Justin Jackson, which is why this is a late-round dart throw, because I think Justin Jackson will be given the opportunity. If he doesn't get it, then it's going to be Josh Kelly. But somebody's going to fill that role. And I think you know Justin Jackson's going to get the first shot at it as long as he's healthy. So keep an eye on that this weekend when you're looking at late in drafts. If Justin Jackson is – is uh, if the word out of it – as it continues through the week, if it, the word out is he's not going to play, grab grab Josh Kelly. If he is going to play, if the word's coming out he's going to play, take Justin Jackson. If it stays murky, maybe just wait on the waiver wire. Yeah, I think in my uh, my neighborhood league that you just happen to be a part <laughs> it's, of. It's our neighborhood. Um, <laughs> I'm an honorary <laughs> member of the neighborhood. Uh, it's funny because – I'm also the league two, champion two in that guy, league. Two so. guys who 
moved out of the neighborhood, and one of them just moved across town, got booted from the league. But Alec just gets to just <laughs> hang around, eat, even I though he's to go never to, lived in the... get to go to Christmas parties and block I'll, block parties. I'll and, invite this guy over, and he just, he'll just show up and be like, yeah, that's my buddy. Uh, yeah, but I think... I'm like, you, the, I'm like the, the, the neighborhood mascot is pretty much all I am. I just I wear the like suit a and... Stray dog or something. Oh, yeah, I just roam in every now and then, <laughs> stray cat. Um, no, I, mean, I think food. you have Justin Jackson. You just picked him up in that league. I, think I did. You off of waivers, yeah. and, and uh, I drafted Josh Kelly. So, no, I mean, I, I'm with you. Those are guys. I mean, if there really is a uh, Melvin Gordon role to be filled, um, I know that nobody is really putting a lot of stock in Austin Eckler being a, any type of full-time back. So, you know, there's got to be at least some type of uh, valuable role there. And uh, so that that hasn't really been talked about a whole lot. There's been a lot of Austin Eckler hype, but, you know, not a lot talked about in terms of, like, you know, Todd Gurley vacating and, like, oh, who's going to get all the Todd Gurley work, you know? And it's, like, nobody's talked about how Melvin Gordon was still a valuable running back whenever him and him and Austin Eckler were there at the same time. So, Is there um – do you have any uh, any other one? Is that your is no? Did you already do three? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. My, my I want to add one. I just want to talk about him for for half a second. Just want to mention Alan Lazard. Uh, I think he's a guy that's criminally underrated. Um, well, didn't you just read today that Aaron Rodgers was really had a lot of good things to say about Marcus Valdez Scantling? That's fine. Alan Lazard was his guy last year, oh, yeah. and I, I don't. I you know Marcus Valdez Scantling as a person personally has not had raving reviews coming out of camp. So, <laughs> I, yeah, sure, great. I, they obviously don't care what Aaron Rodgers thinks. <laughs> he has no. They, yeah, they do not care what he it's thinks. Over. They just drafted a quarterback and a fullback. <laughs> they do not and, a, and another running back. They don't care what Aaron Rodgers thinks. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers just just trying to get some kind of confidence in his receivers. Because he realizes he's he needs help besides, and he's not going to get it from his from his uh, his front office. So just keep an eye on Alan Lazard. He's a guy I would take late. He's he's got a real uh, real big potential there. So um, that's some three late uh, late round guys. Uh, you know, four on my my end to uh, keep an eye on as we move into big draft weekend. Um, man, I can't wait. It's going to be such a great weekend. Yeah, I, I get to work uh, on Saturday. Um, which I have time at work to draft, so that's great. Sunday is going to be uh, the uh, the lady the, the the old lady might be a little upset uh, with how much time I'm going to be on my phone <laughs> on Sunday. I mean, I'll be gone. I mean, hopefully, I think she might come with me over to a little draft party at Tyler's house. But um, if not, she's probably not going to see me <laughs> on Sunday because yeah. uh, it's it's draft season. You know, SZN. It, it is it is draft season. Um, moving in now, me and Tyler are going to do, uh, we got, we got about 10 to 10, 15 more minutes here on the podcast. We're going to, uh, just do some on the clocks. Uh, we got three main ones, uh, drawn up here. We might hit you with some rapid fire, uh, on the clocks before, uh, before we, we clock out, but, uh, we'll start with, uh, three running backs, all three backup running backs. We got Latavius Murray, Alexander Madison, and Chase Edmonds. 1005 for for Murray's is ADP 1007 for Madison 1101 for Edmonds. Uh Tyler, these were your 3 that you picked, so I want you to I want to hear your opinion first. Man, um yeah, these these are three guys that I've I've definitely had a fair share of two of them in several leagues. I haven't found myself drafting Murray that much, but with the recent scare, I was definitely wishing that I had. Um he he's a guy that you know, I mean, in all honesty, I mean, I, I haven't given it, um, you know, uh, enough credence to f- 
filling the Mark Ingram role, you know, and that he, he could be, you know, more valuable than these other two on a regular basis. I think that's then, the closest you've ever come to admitting a flaw or a mistake on your part. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, he, he's going to be more playable than the other two on a regular basis, whether Kamara's there or not. And then if Kamara's not there, I mean, he's proven, you know, that he's he's going to be a, a high-end running back. So I, I think that I would have to lean with, with Murray here, but I will admit that I've had, I have more shares of Madison and Edmonds. And I feel like later than what their ADPs show here. But This is a no-brainer for me. It's it's Murray. I, and I could see the argument for, for Madison uh, – you know, Edmonds honestly might be the one with the first chance. You know, because <laughs> if because Drake, I haven't heard much. Yeah, as since his walking boot. So you know, it could end up being Chase Edmonds being easily the one to pick because he's going to be the one. But that gets the, the chance. But that's what the deal is with all three of these guys. the The main thing we're looking at is whichever one gets the chance to play as an RB one because somebody goes down or somebody sits out or whatever it is. Um, that's the one that's going to have the biggest impact. I mean, if you have Kamara, draft Madison or Edmonds, um, you know, and if you have any other ones, just don't draft your guys. I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to drafting your own handcuff and one of these. If you're in the, the 10th round turn and, you know, you're, you're looking at running backs and you've got, uh, you know, Madison and Murray and Edmonds there, um, you might be lucky and if, you know, carry on or Tevin Coleman. In reality, if it's me, like – I'm I'm gonna take I'd probably take Murray and Madison if I'm at a turn there uh, and they're both available probably Murray and, and Edmonds honestly uh, Madison might be at the bottom of that list for me just because I think that if Dalvin Cook were to get hurt Mike Boone would get some work because he was Mike Boone was also very good at the end of last year so I think that of the three to me Madison's at the bottom Latavius Murray's at the top Edmonds is in the middle um, and the, and the reason being is that if it came down to it and I needed to fill in somebody during the week. The only one of those that I would be even willing to consider, <clears throat> man, to consider filling in is is going to be Murray. I, I wouldn't yeah. even consider Edmonds or Madison a bye week fill in. So no, Murray's the one I'd go with if I had the option. Whether yes. or not I had Kamara. Well, yeah, on the I understand clock, your point. I'm, on the on the clock, on the clock, on the I'm clock, taking Murray. Murray. I'm taking Murray. Um, my next three are going to be uh, that we're talking about is Henry Ruggs, Miko Hardman, and Jerry Judy. Uh, Ruggs, 11.05, Hardman, 11.06, and Judy, 12.02. I'll take this one. I'm, I'm going to lean uh, Ruggs here. I think he is 1A or 1B to Brian Edwards, however they want to look at it at wide receiver. I think what the difference between Edmund, Edwards and Ruggs is they're going to move Ruggs around a bit more uh, to get him more involved, whereas I think Edwards is going to be quality. And so uh, that, that just doesn't get the, the – as much attention from the coaching staff as Ruggs is going to get. Well, Ruggs is the <laughs> he's the, the draft capital. Yeah, he's yeah, the, yeah. the number one pick, and they're right. going to want to prove themselves right. Not, right, not just be like, oh, let's just. Well, use this I, other I, I don't know. John Gruden wants to win, man. I don't think John Gruden cares about anybody's feelings. Um, but I think that uh, that Henry Ruggs, to me, he has the best opportunity. Hardman, Hardman's a. Best ball, best ball. The winner here is Hardman. Take Hardman in best uh, ball. Hardman's but, number, Hardman's number three for me. Even though I mean, I, I really do like the guy, and I, and I want to have him on my team. But if these three guys are on the board, I wouldn't be able to resist. You know, the I, I would probably have to go Rugs because I think he's going to get the most opportunity to be number one. Judy's Judy, the most Judy, talented. Judy second. I mean, obviously the most talented, but you know, as loaded as that. Denver offense 
appears to be, you know, there's still a lot of questions to be answered by Drew Locke and also how things change with all, you know, with Melvin Gordon now. They still got Philip Lindsay, Noah Fant emerging. They still got Cortland Sutton, of course. Well, and and Hammer, Hardman, Hammer's hurt. they came out and said originally that Hardman was going to be taken off, punt return, kick return, but he's back on. And that tells you a little bit. If a guy's returning kicks and punts, they're, they're not going to put a guy they're going to have heavily involved in the offense back there. Um, well, I think he'll be he'll get his plays, and he might have – yeah, sure, he'll have a few games where he catches three passes for two touchdowns and has 120 yards. I mean, the dude's a burner. He's fast as, as it gets in the NFL, uh, besides maybe his teammate Tyreek Hill. Um, but when it comes – to me, when I look at it, I'm looking at Ruggs and Judy, and I think that they both – uh, you'll probably say Sutton's one and, and Judy's two, whereas Ruggs is 1A to Edwards 1B. But I'm going to look at the quarterback situation, and who do I trust more? I trust Drew, Drew, uh, not Drew Locke. Derek, I, Carr. Derek Carr more than I trust Drew Locke. I, I think Derek Carr is, uh, again, criminally underrated. The guy was actually really good last year, um, very, very efficient, and he was uh, very, very good on deep passes, which is great for Henry Ruggs. He's in his career been great on deep passes. He just doesn't get, uh, you know, he had that one bad year, and, and they go and sign Mariota, and so everybody's like, oh man, Derek Carr's not that good. But he actually was, he was really good last year. Three years, it was two or th- three years ago, he was an oh, MVP gosh, candidate. I, I mean, I remember. Like it's, it's. Uh, I had him. You were, you were <laughs> I, him to everybody. I, I had him, and he he got hurt right before the championship. It was brutal, but um, I wasn't in the championship, but he did get hurt. Before. <laughs> um, of course, it didn't matter, yeah. but. Um, <laughs> um, but I, but to me, I trust Derek Carr more than I trust Drew Locke, and so I'm going Henry Ruggs right there. Yep, me too. Next three are going to be co- three quarterbacks going around the same time. I, I'll. It's safe to say that odds are Tyler and I are not going to get a share of any of these three because their ADP is 702, 703, 709. But I have yet to be in a draft where any of these guys are there in the seventh round. I've got Wilson in the Dynasty League, which was just by trade. trade um, yeah. And... The only way that I'm getting Murray this year is if I use a keeper on him in a league that I haven't picked my keepers yet, but he could cost me a ninth. Well, so so Wilson is 702, Kyler 703, Watson 709. If any of these guys are available in the seventh round, I'd be happy <laughs> yeah. to take them. Oh, yeah. But they're, I mean, I'm, I, don't, I don't know where this, this ADP is coming from somewhere else because I, I haven't seen it in any of my drafts. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think of it. Well, I guess it doesn't really, really matter. We're just picking the three of them no matter what round. They're in. They happen to be. We're picking a quarterback. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Who are you going with? I mean, what's your? I, for me, I, I'll go ahead and get mine. Murray's at the bottom, and that's tough for me to say. I love Kyler Murray. I think I'm an OU fan. Uh, I love. Before, I love the situation. You finish, I would go Watson. You would go Watson. I think so. I don't think they're going to let Russ cook. I think without Hopkins, he's going to maybe do a little bit more on the ground. Um, I just. I don't know. I. I have a good feeling that. People are down on him, and... Okay, well, my question is, he's got... Look at the receiving core yeah. for, the, for the three guys. Yeah. I would probably rank it... However you want. Seattle, they, they Arizona, are... Houston. Oh, well. I would probably go Seattle, Arizona, Houston in terms of, of receiving core. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing with Houston is that that receiving core can go from narrowly behind Arizona to... <laughs> To terrible, to because terrible, Will like Fuller, that. Brandon Cooks yeah. could both die at the same time. Right, you know that that could be that 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 receiving core could go to. I don't even, I don't even know if I could. I think they could go to the worst wide receiving core in the NFL in a heartbeat. <clears throat> yeah, you know yeah. if Randall Cobb at age thirty is your number one wide receiver, 
He's decent, but I that's not good. It's you know? possible, and that's why there's there there is a lot more risk to the Deshaun Watson. But I think that um, I, I think that he's got higher higher a ceiling than Kyler Murray. I feel like Russell Wilson's obviously the safest. Um, he's gonna do what he does if they somehow hashtag let Russ cook. Then I mean it's a no brainer. I mean he he would probably be ahead of Dak for me, um, but. That's just not going to happen. Um, he's another guy that I wouldn't have been surprised if they signed uh, Leonard Fournette just because. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I – the more that I think about it, the more I want – I want to move Kyler Murray up. I don't think I can. Because here's the deal. When it comes to ceiling, Kyler Murray's got the highest ceiling. He's in an offense that's going to run some of the most plays in the NFL. He's, he's going to throw the ball a lot. The problem is he doesn't throw the ball deep. They throw the ball short. They like to, to just move the ball down the field. Um, he is going to run a lot, but he is fragile. He's small. He's a little dude. Um, he he has to take a step forward. That's the difference to me between Wilson and Watson and him. We know that Wilson and Watson can be elite passers and, well, and well, Watson, competent Watson on the ground. Watson has elite downfield passing. Right. And he's got the running. And I just think that the weapons he has now, like it was great to be able to throw it to Hopkins wherever. But obviously, assuming health, which is a, not a great thing to assume, but I'm just saying, Fuller, I mean, Fuller, with, Cooks with Fuller and, and Cooks, everybody and just Cobb, sending yeah. it down the field. I mean, he's that's the type of stuff that he can he can do, and I just think that he might have the highest ceiling because of his weapons now, and maybe having to do more on his own. And I'll go Watson. I I think I would. <clears throat> I I'm actually trying to trade for Watson right now, so I mean, I, I know that I would. But I, I think Wilson, to me, stays above Kyler just because of the safety. Oh, and we could be so wrong. Safe. I mean, we could end up with Kyler Murray being the number one quarterback you know, in fantasy football. He has that kind of upside. And we'll say we don't hate any of them. No, no. I, and, and like I said, for the right price, I'll take any of them. Seventh, if any of them fall to the seventh round, I will gladly take any of them. Um, late sixth, if I can't find anything I like, if the, the wide receivers I like are off the board, and that's another – that I mean, anything after really the second round is no man's land for running backs for me now that uh, David Montgomery's hurt and Ronald Jones is yeah, non-existent I mean, you're, you're now. You're looking at having so, to rely on the, the rookies. And, right, and, and Tariq Cohen and stuff. So I'm, I'm – at that point in the sixth round, late sixth round, I would gladly take any of these quarterbacks, um, you know, and, and – it just comes with those guys. It comes to the price. I'm, I'm not going to pay a fourth-round pick for one of these guys, and that's where they're going in most of my drafts yeah. is third, fourth round. I don't think any of them have made it to the fifth. Uh, you know who did make it to the fifth in a draft that we were in together? Mark Andrews. <laughs> How happy are you, Tyler, that Mark Andrews fell to me in the fifth round? He only just, fell to you because I didn't take him. That's and right. It was absurd that he went another. I like, didn't take him either. I passed on him I too. Know, and he he went, came back around to me. He went like ten picks um, after I passed on him, and I knew that coming back to you. And uh, who? What him. running? What quarter? Were what tight end went before him? Um, was Waller. It, was it Waller? It was Waller. They took Waller. Waller went right after right? you passed on him. Waller went right before right me. Before. It was right oh, before. Was, yeah. We saw the tight end thing pop up, and we were like, "Oh!" And it was Waller. Um, so that's great. Yeah, I got Mark Andrews in the Shoot fifth round. Me. It was it was fantastic. Me and Tyler, um, Tyler lost to me in that league last year. Uh, I was the champion. Well, so did Alex. Shout I was, out to I was you, the Alex. champion in that league the year before. Um, Tyler, we're gonna just do uh, we're gonna do a couple quick um, quick ADP on the clocks, just rapid fire as if you're actually in the draft. Um, why don't we start at wide receiver? Stephen Diggs, Devontae Parker, AJ Green. Devontae Parker. A.J. Green. 
I like the upside. Seventh round, I'm not drafting a I'm not drafting a wide receiver one or two there. I'm getting my wide receiver three or four. I want the upside of AJ Green. Sure. Uh, we're gonna stick at wide receiver. There's some good ones at wide receiver. Some that I really like. Um, Debo. <laughs> uh, Tyler Boyd, Brandon Cooks, Jarvis Landry. Half PPR. Brandon Cooks. Tyler Boyd. So you're just doubling up on the Cincinnati receivers. Yeah, I, I love the Cincinnati receivers. Is this, this the year. same I mean, clock? So we were just in the seventh round, and you took AJ no, Green. No, no, took not, Tyler not, Boyd not, right after. No, what not are you the doing? same clock. <laughs> um, here's a, oh, here's a good one. I like this one. Six round. We're sticking with wide receivers right now. Oh boy, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it hard for you. I'm gonna make it real hard. The sixth round ADP of these wide receivers. Start, we're gonna start at the back of the fifth round. Tyler Lockett, Terry McLaurin, Keenan Allen, T.Y. Hilton, Cortland Sutton. Marquise Brown, pick two. <laughs> okay, I was like, I really pick one. Pick two. Jeez. Pick two. Uh, Terry so McLaurin. we'll do Lock, Lockett, McLaurin, Allen, then Hilton, Sutton, Brown. Uh, Terry McLaurin. Damn. Marquise Brown. I'm just going all upside here. See, I was about to say, for me, it's like, I, I, if I'm going to go Marquise Brown, I'm going Tyler Lockett first. Uh, if I'm going McLaurin, oh. I mean, I, was, I mean, there's I, no. I would, there's, I would probably go T.Y. Hilton. There's no stipulations. I'm on, starting to fall in love with the Indianapolis Colts offense. There's no stipulations, which is on, not good because Philip Rivers is not somebody I should fall in love with. Well, like I don't love Philip Rivers as a as a fantasy option at all, but I love the rest of his team as a fantasy option, which is saying something about Philip Rivers. Um, but we'll move over to to running backs. Uh, good little range here: Zach Moss, Philip Lindsay, Tariq Cohen. Half PPR. 904, 904, 905. I'd probably go Tariq Cohen. Yeah, probably Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen? Okay. Yeah. Um, here's one I enjoy. I would I would probably go... Uh, You'd go Moss. I'd probably go Zach Moss in that situation. I hope that Cohen comes back around. Um, but I would, I would go Zach Moss. Uh... David Montgomery, 6'10", DeAndre Sift, 701, J.K. Dobbins, 707. With the injury in mind for David Montgomery. At this point, J.K. Dobbins, just with you know them, them recently saying, hey, he's going to have a significant role just you know from the jump and just the, the upside of what, what could be. Um, I, I don't like the David Montgomery groin. I do like David Montgomery. Um, you know, I, I, I just feel like, you know, it, it's good to be in a good – it's good to be in a good offense. And, uh, you know, I think that the higher upside, maybe not total points at the end of the year, but, you know, the higher upside down the stretch is hopefully going to be J.K. Dobbins. Mine's Dave, mine's Dave Montgomery. We, we, we know how much I love Dave Montgomery. Um, oh, man, this is, this is what I really Don't want. Don't make me throw up. I, I'm, I'm going to make you throw up. Uh Aaron Jones, James Conner, Chris Carson, 208, oh. 302, 306. These are – I will own probably zero of these guys, but out of the three, I'd probably go Chris Carson, I guess. Yeah. I just I just hate the way that Aaron Jones always gets done. I hate the way that James Conner constantly dies on the field, and I don't like um, – I don't like Chris Carson this year. I liked him whenever he was like – the up and coming dude, and like I had a ton of him in the last couple of years, even. But I mean, and that's, I, I think that comes I, down is, to like we like where... to hit them whenever they we like to get them and hit on them when before they are 
in this range. Yeah. We like to get them when they're ninth, eighth round, seventh round guys, and we're not real sure about them. Well, I mean, them. like like, – Like last Jor- year. Well, Jor- Jordan Howard I, I was in on. I, I got him. And then the next year I didn't own any of him because he was going like at the back end of the second round. Right. Um, you know – Aaron Jones, the guy I was in on for multiple years in a row because he was he was undervalued and he and he kept once he you know because one of the years he was a rookie the next year he was suspended for PED so I got him you know cheap both those times but then you know once he started going in the second or third round I didn't get any of him um, you know I mean that's how I, I felt about Austin Eckler you know Austin Eckler I was year in year out I was going after him and then. Now, you know, I don't want a piece of them. I, I'm, well, PPR league, I'll probably take a I'm piece telling of you, these are guys that I'm, I'm not drafting. I would rather draft a tight end. I'd rather, I mean, like. Kelsey or Kittle? Yeah, I'd rather go tight end there. Those were my best running back options and everything else was off the board. I'd rather. Okay. When do, when, what running backs have to be off the board for Kittle and, uh, and Kelsey to be options for you? Where, where do you draw the line? So right here we we go you know it, it, we're just kind of running down a little bit and it ends up being like Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake, Nick Chubb, and then we get to Aaron Jones, James Conner, Chris Carson. Um, I, I think Nick Chubb is that line based off of this right here. Nick Chubb's that line where I go. I think I'd rather just go tight end here, and I, I mean heck, because James, Aaron Jones, James Conner, Chris Carson, I'd rather take my chances with David Johnson or Todd Gurley. Or Le'Veon Bell in the next round, hopefully, you know. Yeah. And I'd rather just have Kelsey or Kittle if, if that's where I was at, you know. Where, um, where do you have uh, Kittle and Kelsey? Who, who's first? Uh, I mean, just in redraft. I mean, I think I'd just take Kelsey. I mean, I, I think I'd, he's. I'd go Kittle. I love Kittle. I love Kittle too. I, I don't think you can miss on either one, but you know. We're gonna do one little quarterback uh, grouping here, and we did a lot of quarterbacks earlier, but. Uh, this is just a uh, – uh, let's see. Man, this one's hard. Um, uh, let's see. Jimmy G. Ah, I can't do that one because I know we're going to pick J- Gardner Minshew. Jimmy G, Phillip Rivers, Kirk Cousins. Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy G, Phillip Rivers. Mine's Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill. I don't like Jimmy G. Quarterback is horrible. Yeah. Uh, late round tight end that you'd uh, you'd like to see uh, on your team the most: Johnny Smith, Chris Herndon. Leaving out Blake Jarwin. <laughs> Johnny Smith, Chris Herndon, Blake Jarwin. Who you got? Blake Jarwin. Oh, probably because uh, I think that Johnny Smith is just going to creep up a, a little higher, and I'll just be able to get. Jarwin more consistently, even though here in a couple drafts in a row I haven't got like Jarwin. But. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Johnny Smith there. Chris Herndon second. I don't have any right. faith. In Jar- Johnny I'd Smith's rather have Dallas Goddard or Smith Johnny Smith's or... got the higher upside. I, I admit that. All right. Well, guys, uh, thanks for joining you. Get ready for draft season, uh, the, the big draft weekend before uh, – after this weekend, the next weekend is going to be football. Yeah. It's back. It's I'm so happy, man. Like I can't it, the joy on my face right now. If we had YouTube that you could watch this is just it's amazing. I I'm super excited. Uh, what about you, Tyler? Any any uh, any last words for for you so know, excited. any words of guidance, um, words of wisdom? So excited. Um, you know, don't be rigid with your with your draft strategy. Um, just do what feels right. If you can make trades, make trades. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get in a. Uh, 
you know draft weekend recap in a uh, week one preview. Hopefully, we'll probably we'll probably do week. something Sunday after our league of record draft, like we did last year, a little annual uh, podcast, and then uh, we will definitely get you some week one previews uh, next week. So thanks for joining us, guys, and and we'll uh, we'll see you again next week, probably this Sunday. All right.